You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Yo, yo, yo. Mike check one, two. Welcome to the 39th episode of the High Vibe, guys. It's uh, three nine. I'm sure they got some type of special meaning. What does it mean, you guys? What does three nine mean? Oh, the three. Understanding born. Huh? We don't get too far into that. I'm sorry. First number Supreme of Detroit's mathematics. area code three. I was going nine. <laughs> you're, you're 30 away from having a good time. Uh, <laughs> Dave is a freak. There's <laughs> a, uh, a dude we used to work with who always just puts like numbers up. And he just like, it just like has no real meaning. It's like, <coughs> the year is March 3rd, 2021. Three plus two, five. Eric Chappelle. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you going? Where yeah, you going? Piece this? of shit, booze. <laughs> <laughs> Zero to one. Eric is a math dude like me, so he just look at numbers and they do stuff to him. If you rearrange zero to oh. one to zero one two, that's the first three numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I hate reading your post, hey, man. I'm, Why I'm the like, fuck do you post this shit? I'm similar, man. Numbers. It's I don't know. It's something with numbers, man. You always trying to break them down. And the time is now four forty-five p.m. Yeah, like oh, okay. Give me your, give me your insight on this. Four forty-five p.m. Because I'm sure this is going absolutely fucking nowhere. Um, shout out to Eric Chappelle, DJ Eric the King. Eric the King. Is that his name? Is his name DJ Eric the King? Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> You damn right it is. <laughs> oh God! All right, we gonna have to find a way to make that more succinct to Eric, DJ Eric the King. Was it just like Eric the King, the DJ? I think it's DJ Eric the King. <laughs> hey, chill out, bro. Oh man, Derek, you know what? I I say this. I will give Eric this. I was thoroughly impressed with Eric's uh, development as a DJ. Boy, like he definitely, he definitely put in work and taught himself how to DJ over the course of like two years. He did. Uh-huh. He went from being like a dude who I looked at around the <laughs> store to like an actual full fledged. I'm doing birthday parties type DJ. And shit, like the course did like two years. Facts. And I remember he was the first cat I really knew that had a controller, one of them baby DJ setups that people be having. And like Eric learned how to use that motherfucker, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You um, so shout out to DJ Eric the King, longest DJ Eric uh, DJ name of all time. <laughs> um, numbers God, DJ Bet helped him out a lot too. DJ Bet did help a lot. So you got your boy Booze down here for episode thirty nine. You got Asa on the right hand side. What's that mean? You on the right side? Give me, <laughs> give me, give me some insight on that. Ooh, which pillar is that on the right? There you go. On the right, What's that boy ass. No, that's Shaka. Okay. Um, and then you got Akil wearing the hood clothes to gentrifiers. Um, hoodie over there. <laughs> Lots of stone wear. Oh, Looks God. like he added to his wrist wear recently. Yeah. Salim. Got all my chakras covered with all the love from the green adventuring. You know. This is like emeralds on you. I know, right? Um, Shout out to Salim. Yeah, he made all all this. All this. Okay, better up. Yeah, God body. Change hard for sure, boy. Yeah, God body, God body. Salim, liquid solar power. Was it? Liquid solar fire. Liquid solar fire. Yes. On IG, I don't know. He's Salim something on Instagram. Russian. Russian. Um, I was listening to something last night. 
um, I was watching this this uh, podcast, not a podcast. It was more of a class with this dude named Michael Twitty. He does his uh, he's doing this series on the diaspora and just the 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 real like food that comes through it. And like uh, I was really I thought about Celine because he was talking about like the Native Americans' influence in food. And I was a, I was thinking like Celine would disagree with you on everything you said right now. <laughs> He would not believe that any of that uh. is real, <laughs> even though the more I kind of uh, listen to my mans and he, the way you really was correlating things from the continent to America, I was like, oh, I'm putting this in my back pocket for the next time I got to have a conversation. Because <laughs> you can't deny some of this shit. It was like, all right, you can't deny when people have the same culture in two different parts of the world at some point. So, but it was anyway, it was interesting, man. Mm-hmm. And a uh, shout out to Michael Twitty. Awesome, awesome author, um, amazing dude to just listen to about food, food history, black culture. Um, Howard Kanyas was on there as well. Another real interesting dude to listen to. Um, Salim, I'm going to have a debate ready for you on the season. <laughs> um, yes. So episode 39, I figured, you know, shit, fuck it. We were trying to think of what, like a news topic to talk about. And the only thing I really saw that was interesting that I felt like I wanted to talk about was uh, I mean the the black billionaires list, and I guess it's just interesting because it's like it's only fifteen black billionaires in the whole world, Sheesh. and like uh, I didn't pull up the number, but I could imagine it's got to be a couple hundred at least. You know what I mean? Now, when we say black, are we talking about actual like? If they got African. any African ancestry at all, yeah, it's, it's, this yeah. is because there's any- one guy on there. He like uh, mixed. He like thirty percent West African. I forget his name. I'm saying, are we talking about African American? No, are we talking about no, like, like African across the black world, on the planet? across the world, across yeah. the world. So it's a dude on there from Nigeria, I believe, who so-called was heavy into all of those cement, those goofies, and sugar. That's how he got his bread, and then Oprah's on there. So, okay, if there is any connection to the continent of Africa, let me see if I, I can, can pull it up real quick. Yeah. Looking up African billionaires. I mean, it's it's in our group chat, pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty so close. Number one is a uh, dude. I'm not going to pronounce his words because when you got 11.58 billion, and I butcher your name on this podcast, you ain't coming after me. And then, Alico, uh, and then you you uh, butcher pr- pronounce Alico, too, so you know, uh, whatever, man. What's that, Daniel? Oh shit! Pronunciate. Well, fuck it. Somebody get booze a damn dictionary. Hey man, whatever I've been doing. Put it on the mountain of books that he read. It's been working. It's an educated dude. It's I'm, been working. I'm a hater. Mike. Ad, Unga. Um, so that's, uh, that's the gentleman that made yeah. his bread off cement and sugar. Yep. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's a, that's Alico Dangote. Okay. Um, semen and sugar. There's a couple guys that made their money off semen and sugar that uh, came from. Semen? Yeah. Cement. Cement? Yeah. Pause for you all the way. <laughs> for even going what, there. What did I just walk into? How, yeah. How do you? Uh, how would you ever make your money off of that, bro? Uh, hey, man. Billions of dollars. See? Yep. You got to have that yep. gold stuff. You got to have, have fail-safe pauses, bro. Huh? Your paws had holes in it. Hey, man. Pissing Miles worth billions for sure. Facts. Um, I think it was interesting. It's like I, I spoke to this before, man. It's like 
these cats have money. Like a lot of times, it's not necessarily like a product they're putting out; it's a resource. Hmm. They're like sugar is a resource. You know what I mean? Hmm. Cement is 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 a product, but it's almost like a resource too. Facts. Um, I guarantee you, the rest of the list, the rest of the billionaires list, looks a lot more like. Um, people who own and control resources, you're gonna have some people who definitely have different things on there. But I think it's one thing. It's I like kinda, a quarter listed entertainers. Quarter list, yeah, and it's like they not Oprah, they, Yay, Jay, <coughs> Jay Z. I mean, Yay made the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he got more bread than uh, Jay. He do. Yep. And then Tyler Perry the, at the bottom. Them shoes, man. I said, put like well, people. Who bought Asa shoes? Put like eight thousand dollars in Kanye's pocket, man. Yeah, you know, Asa got like a pair for every day of the month. I gotta look at the age. universe, bro. That's yeah. how I said. God body. Yeah, gotta have other alternative means to getting bread outside of shoes. Well, shit, music and sneakers. Goddamn. Yep. I forget what they said he made off of Yeezys last year, but it was like four hundred and eighty million or something crazy ass number. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, just oh yeah, that's what you're saying about Alexander Carp. Yeah, mixed as hell. Yeah, look like he's Grecian. Yeah, yep. differentiated. At the end of the day, eventually, it's about to get to the point where we realize. I know a lot of people hate having this conversation, especially people that go through it. You know what I'm saying? They be like, "No, we not equal." Blah blah blah. Like, bro, you're a spirit inside of some flesh. At the end of the day. If you know, if you really talking that talk, they everybody come from you. So what you tripping for? You know what I'm saying? And it's your responsibility, you know, or whatever. So that's a, that's a whole other conversation, man. Let me not get all passionate as yet. But with me with that, what what were what were you angling towards with the billionaire talk? Oh, well, a few things. One, I I said it before, like sometimes we got to think bigger. CJ said it too in the group chat. Like, we got to think bigger as far as how we approach things. Like, we want to make uh, clothes, but we don't want to own the the fabric company. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's a, it be levels to the shit sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going into trying to own a distribution center. There right we now. go. You want to make a product, but you don't want to own distribution. Um, you want to, uh, and that's what, like, people like Pash Murray, you want to own the farm. You want to grow plants, but... You're not creating soil. You know, I think sometimes just like with with us, we get so I said it before when when people started making plates uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody can't sell greens and spaghetti on or fish on Fridays and expect for everybody to be successful. So many different lanes. And um, I think that we kind of are pigeonheld to only operating within certain lanes because of this how mind is constructed. You know what I mean? Like we kind of jump after the same things as opposed to trying to create our own lanes, which I know is difficult. I've been, I'm guilty of the same thing. Um, but when you look at that list, I think it's in part because of definitely obstacles and, and different bullshit that's put in our way. But then also, you know, like we haven't learned to try to address business differently, man. Um, I remember I said at the beginning of the pandemic, like somebody should like invest in cutlery. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Shit. That was probably it. Uh, I'm just saying, take out cutlery. You got to be killing it right now. Right you know what I mean? But another, good. my bad. Oh, go ahead. Another thing is they seem to have an issue. Our people in general got an issue with working together, you know, because it only takes a handful. Let's say five, ten, you know, different millionaires if they got a bank like that to invest in one. Yeah. And if their goal 
or agenda was to create more billionaires, you know, let's focus on somebody for one or two, three years or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That when that person come up, boom, we on to the next. And each time it's only going to get easier and easier and easier. You know? But the crazy part is kind of like going back to what Booz was talking about with, you know, our people gravitating towards certain things and it's kind of like a lifestyle thing where they don't want to put the work in, get dirty for real. It's like a glamorous thing to own a t-shirt company or, you know what I'm saying, start a, a clothing line or whatever the case may be, a wig line, whatever, whatever the case may be, put making seafood boils or XYZ. But we had Passion Murray in here who literally gets it out the mud, like liter- literally. And she came in this boy head to toe Louis Vuitton out. And I, I guarantee you her bank as long as anybody out here fronting with plates to sell or got a t-shirt company or XYZ. Oh yeah. So she could live that life putting in the work behind the scenes because what she does is valuable and it's only going to become more valuable as the times that we're in change. I, well, her like that whole fashion piece is an aspect of a character, not her character. You know what I mean? I, I you, wasn't. No, no. What, what I'm trying to say, she. Is like, I mean, she. She stated like, I like nice stuff. Like, what, I what I'm trying to say is like, for some people, I think that they are chasing that that aspect as they whole lifestyle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like that's just the that's just the fifteenth uh, or twentieth of who she is as a person. Like you, I doubt that. Like you know, like anybody who meets passion, be like, you know what? I see you got on this Gucci, and you you know. You kind of like got low vibe. She has excellent energy, and she's and there's a lot of people out here who like are just all about just just design the clothes, mm-hmm. um, the Gucci this, and like even what you say like the wig thing is like, I do see a lot of sister making wig. I never see a sister making wig glue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like what well, it's a whole lane right there. You know what I mean? There ain't nobody tapping. If you ever do, you ever see that dude who walk up to people? He be like, yo, what type of what what do you do for a living? On the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, they go yep. to expensive cars. Right. And then mm-hmm. like nine out of ten times is some weird profession. Mm-hmm. Oh, you so know. hundred. I sell crazy boxes. you said that. I manufacture steel beams for buildings. You know it's what I mean? crazy and like, you said it's like, that, like, oh, man. Like 95% of the people he walking <laughs> up to don't, aren't like, you know, like, I'm a, some people are doctors, of course, and some lawyers in there, too, and some real estate. Um, some of the general stuff, but a lot of times it's very odd shit that you just never think of doing. Yep. And like shit, ain't nobody else to compete with. So you in your own lane, getting your own bread. He walked up on a dude, uh, they were in Dubai and I watched like the little shorts. They have them on YouTube, little shorts. And he walked up on a dude in Dubai and the dude was like a coal miner or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a high risk job and it pays. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? It paid. He he wasn't like a Viron or some crazy. I didn't shit. Even know people still work coal miners. I thought that he shit made was bread extinct. Off, either he made bread off of coal mining, yeah. or you know what I'm saying. But like you said, just just odd. And it's not even you know. I guess it's just not. I guess it's just for us, man. Like understanding that sometimes you got to find different ways to get to the bag, and it ain't always the most obvious route. Um, and I think in part we kind of just put in that place now where. So many people inside of our society want to be entertainers, you know what I mean? Which I respect. Um, but it's just the overly saturated, overly competitive lane. And it really, you know, it's probably, uh, I, I guess I won't say that because I don't know what the eyes are. But I would say uh, going viral now is probably easier than it was a couple of years ago. So I won't say that it's not the, it's not going to be a chance you won't be successful as much as 
It's a very competitive. Dave, you don't agree? It's harder to go viral. I was going. I was going to say the same because it's so saturated. It's stupid. It's it's no different than any uh like every time I have a uh, conversation with a new show that's starting up, I always have the same chat with them, and that is you know look, you have to understand the signal to noise ratio is so high right now. That's good. You know, like there were 1.2 million podcasts that launched last year. There were like a hundred thousand globally when we started ours in 2013. Mm. Um, you know, YouTube gets literally. Years of content uploaded to it every second. Wow. Um, so, I mean, it's that it, it's a lot, it, it's definitely not easier. I mean, and I guess, you know, it also depends upon your definition of viral. Mm. You know, you know, you get something that actually has some staying power and, and can actually get built off of. That's a lot harder to do these days because, dude, every plus the other part is, do we all have short attention spans? Like ADD is real. Like yeah. everybody has the attention span of a goldfish. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, what is the lady who put Gorilla Glue in her hair doing right now? Anybody know? Anybody? Bueller? No, didn't think so. She cashed uh, up at twenty five thousand. Thank you. No, and you know what? And I give no, I give That's her all it. the credit in the world. She kept uh, a couple grand for her medical bills and then donated the rest uh, to a nice. to a, a charity for um, it was kids that needed surgery. So I mean, I, I give her like I, I wasn't mocking her. I'm just, I'm just saying that like that's, that's dope. I didn't know that. Yeah, where is she at now? Yeah, and I guess uh, I, I guess that's real too, man. So shit. You can't even count on social media anymore because it's overly saturated, and everybody does. I hate. I hate. I don't even say I hate, but I, when you watch like IG, and it's supposed to be like a, uh, it's supposed to be something that's not a sketch or like written out, and it's clearly like a written out sketch. Hey, babe, yeah, you walked in on me while I'm in the restroom. Oh man, why would you do that? I ain't pooping. <laughs> it's like, oh uh, man, bro. I this generation that we going through is so built on like people boosting their life. To be perceived a certain way, to to be looked at a certain way, I could care less. Like my social media is so Brilliant. bare because it's really only just like me sharing other people's stuff or every blue moon hitting you out for like something I might be thinking of or feeling in that day. But people are so like addicted to that. Not it's even fifteen. Yeah, it ain't even fifteen minutes of fame no more, bro. It's yeah. like fifteen milliseconds. Yeah, of I, mean, fame. I mean, like people chasing, right? Literally chasing the high right now with with um, their social media pages. I, I was thinking about that recently too, where I was like, somebody, you know, got friends who just post every second of their life on yep. Facebook and be looking for a response. Yep. Check this out. Yeah. When they got my tires changed, they changed them. <laughs> like, oh, okay, that was crazy. <laughs> Hashtag nutrient. <laughs> what? Uh, hit the road, Jack. <laughs> like, oh, that was. There have actually been a few studies about that, though, where there there truly is a dopamine response in the body yep. that, or the, in the brain, that gets you know when you get likes, yeah. when you get comments, when you get shared, that kind of stuff. And so it really, it literally is chasing a high. Where is dangerous is. A large percentage of the users of social media platforms are teenagers. Yeah. So teenagers are growing up in a society where strangers are dictating their self-worth. How crazy is that, man? That sucked. I definitely would not have given up growing up in the 80s for growing up now. Yeah. We're growing up in a world where everybody's going to be the same person. And that's, that shit is whack. That hey, sucks, man. bro. Everybody's going to be the same, whether you're in Russia or fucking, uh, you know, 
Bangladesh. You're getting the same influencers to, you know, come through your social media and um, creating avatars, creating avatars. Christine, uh, Christine, Chris, Chrissy J. I was about to say your name all wrong. Um, she was over in like Europe or something like that. And she was like, I hate that everybody dresses the same now, you know, like. And I, I get it, though. Like, everybody does. Everybody wears the exact same shit for the most part. Um, it's really no, it's really no, people claim to be uh, individuals. And I feel like we in a culture of followers more so than ever at this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Went from facts. religious followers to social media followers. It's big facts, man. Um, but in my ever conspiracy theorist brain, this was all planned. It was planned this way. It was planned this way. You could say that, or you could say it's in the stars. That too. That too. Either way, it levels to it. Yep. But the physical Ooh, been, world is a reflection of the anything boy. that happens on the other side. I we say it's all one one thing, though. We say metaphysics and physics, but it's the it's the big old sphere circle with you know one external, one <clears> internal. I've been heavy on this astrology book, man. So here's the question, though: Is it was it planned, or is this the law of unintended consequences happening? Ooh, man! Because um, I mean, you're talking about the driving force in this being the internet, and dude, the internet. Let, let's go back to the ARPANET. It was in case of nuclear war, let's go ahead and have a way to communicate between military bases and universities. Mm-hmm. Then you had along came Tim Berners-Lee who wanted to make it easier to share shit on this thing that had no graphical interface whatsoever and created the first browser. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, porn discovered it. Uh, and, and I love having that conversation that basically every great innovation on the internet has come because of porn. Um, and it's true. But so, I mean, and, and then you look at the offshoot of that. That's, I, I think you're looking at the law, like who knew, like, or who, dude, if somebody, I'll be, here's the deal. If somebody actually planned all this shit out, they deserve, they deserve to be in control of all of us. Cause, cause I, <laughs> man. See, yeah, we gonna have to have a whole show about that too. So porn, yeah, well, it's the uh, most. Uh, we, you know, I'm more so <laughs> not porn. I'm more so talking about uh, universal influences, the influences of the stars on what's going on down here. Um, it's a lot, man. When when breaking down and going into this book, it's a lot that can be predicted about the future. That was predicted from the past. Like this book was written a while ago and it was predicted about like certain time periods and it was like super dumbass accurate. So yeah, that's, that's something we definitely could touch on. Well, some of that is easy though. Cause I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a saying for a reason. I mean, history does repeat itself, you know, look at what we're dealing with right now. I mean, we just in the blink of an eye, cosmic wise, a hundred years ago, we dealt with the Spanish flu in this country. Thanks. The exact same shit is happening as happened then. You would think that in a hundred years we'd have gotten smarter, better, you know, more capable of handling stuff. No, the exact same stuff is happening. It's almost like uh, time is definitely cyclical. Yeah. Well, and like your parents tell you when you're young, they give you all these little sayings and shit. You know what I mean? It's like the sayings eventually are going to happen. You know what I mean? Like it's just a matter of time before the thing. Don't put your hand in in, in the fire. It's hot, you know, type shit. And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me test this shit today. Yeah, like, we gon' we gon' <laughs> we definitely gonna uh, dedicate a show to that. But I guess what Dave is saying, like some shit is like it's repetitive. It's gonna happen. You know what I mean? So it's like, I guess you can say to some extent, like 
it was inevitable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of like he was saying, like with the, the what you call that shit, the law of undefinable ground, unintended consequences, oh, yep. unintended consequences. Um, like like shit is gonna happen, you know, inevitably type shit. Mm-hmm. And when you said that before about porn, I was about to say yes, the world's <laughs> oldest religion, and I was like, I mean, profession. Yeah, both. Pros Institute. All praise the booty. All praise yeah. to booty. But, um, the original religion. It is the original religion. For a kill, and it's still astrology because it's booty shaped like two circles, two halves, right? All the signs and symbols, the suns, crescent moons, crosses, all that, same thing. I was reading that earlier, too. What's yeah. on that name? Lehman Stowe's? Who is that? You got the Bible astrology book. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But for you... So we would, or us, we would have to check and see what happens in, I think, the 12th house, I want to say, for disease mm-hmm. every 100 years mm-hmm. or so, right? Okay. And then, like, what, um, when we go back and see the events and when they started, we could look and see what planetary position it was occurring during that time. Like, when movies started, when the internet popped off, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We could put together a chart or something like that. Mm-hmm. I saw y'all dedicate That's a whole a show to, to astrology. Because I feel like, this is what somebody told me, it's like, y'all speaking from a different level that don't sink in. Like, it should, like, it'd be like, it, it you got to give more contextual um, clues. Like what? For what part? What you talking about? All of this shit. I mean, probably y'all. I just be, I just be over here Definitely. just like, I'd be like, all right. Definitely. Suns and moons. A lot of people. I'd be like, all right. No, I was saying of, all the symbols that you use in seeing astrology. What, I mean, like, in general, thing, though, like, we have a lot of these kind of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was saying in general, like, we had a lot of these conversations and, like, is not necessarily it's, yeah. We're not giving follow. like a basis to the stuff we talking about. We just up here busting out like decans and fucking. You know what I'm saying? If we just come in with terms that people may not be familiar with, this is this is a two sided coin because I had a cat tell me a while ago, you can't dumb down your conversation to reach people. You got to make people come up to your conversation. So. If you if you're talking about certain things at I, certain I, times, I, I you disagree with that. You no, meet people. You, you meet people with that. Let me finish what I was saying. Go for it. <laughs> full I, full I, expression. I like, well, both of you all just said full expression because I I when I started I said it's two sides of the coin, mm-hmm. and I said I see it both both sides. Booze. Listen, oh. Oh. That, that was the first thing I said. It's two sides of the coin. Keep going. I'm letting giving you room. <laughs> the, second, the second side would be exactly what you said, which is you meet people where they at. But, you know, at certain times, I feel like if you're having a conversation about, like, astrology, yeah, for sure, you want to get some context behind it. You don't want to just go into, like, like people supposed to know what the 12 houses represent and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Even me reading up on it, I'm still like a dumbass, dumbass, dumbass infant on this shit. Like, As I would never are. have a conversation with somebody pertaining to this and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. But in certain instances, when certain conversations, I don't want to have to dumb down what I'm saying. I think those are. I think those conversations are where people are trying to. Let's say you're trying to enter a conversation with people and they are, they're like just having that conversation. Like you shouldn't have to be like, all right, if you want to get in this conversation, I'm going to give you the ABCs of, of astrology. <laughs> you know, like it's like that's, that's, that's like, uh, when we talk about TDD and entering the realm of having these conversations or put, presenting stuff for people, 
um, who are or presenting my printing presenting stuff with people who are already like certified in the field. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be like, you know what, dog? We know you've been doing this for twenty five years, and we want to be a part of what you, you want us to be a part of what you're doing. But we need you to break it down real basic for us, so we can, you know, like we're entering that conversation, we're entering that space, mm-hmm. and I think it's respectful to do your homework first in those circumstances. Mm-hmm. But just like when we're just broadcasting generally, you know what I mean? And like just random people are listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Asa's fan base be fan basing. You know what I mean? <laughs> fan base? You know, you got a fan base. I think your fan you base. Be, so. Oh man, you got a fan base. <laughs> uh, be fan basing. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, Asa said this, basing. I'm going with it. I got that from, I stole that from Rafa because he puts ink on everything. You know what I mean? Oh, work is working today. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, nah, that's that's real. So I, we need to have a conversation about astrology. On well, here. Yeah. I apologize because when I originally brought that up, I was speaking to a kill specifically about our homework pertaining to what was mentioned. Mm. Like in order to present that, this is what we need to do. I wasn't talking to the audience, so part of me listening. Well, it's not an apology as much as I recognize. We we go. I feel like every pretty much every show we have some like twelve temple type moment. And it's like. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. So you're going to just go jump into the deep end of the pool and leave niggas out. Okay. All yeah, right. We could definitely dive into that. Uh, it'll, think, it'll help with my uh, Hotep's belly studies. grumbling. It's like, oh, I also, okay. bro, I also think that a lot of times, you know, we people in our position or wherever, like we assume like 99% of the people are, you know, dumb or, you know, illiterate to a degree, to a degree when it pertains to certain things. And we... Forget that it's a lot of people out here who are extremely intelligent and they like, you know, really get it in and study and do stuff behind the scenes, you know, as opposed to what they might show in public or on social media. Et That's, cetera, fair. So. That's fair. And I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to put my lack of uh, awareness on the entire collective of people who might be listening to the podcast. Pull your mic up some too. Um, I don't want to do that because. uh I'm sure there are plenty of people because you know, we've had plenty of guests who are definitely knowledgeable on it. Um, but I've definitely had people say at the same time, like, I don't know what they fuck they was talking about. On this show. <laughs> I don't I couldn't follow shit. And I'd be like, I couldn't follow that shit either. I was just sitting quiet <laughs> waiting for them to get done. So it's like if somebody's interested. That right there is some incentive for them to go look that up and research. We have minds. They expanding or they shrinking or whatever. It's up to the person. It's kind of like that day Akil and Dave got into it. I was like, at some point, I was like, I don't know about any of this shit. Dude. I'm going to just make inappropriate comments where I can fit them in. I think we still need to have that conspiracy episode. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I'm clipped. I'm fully oh, clipped. I've been doing all types I'm of I'm fully clipped, archiving. Dave. Yeah. I, it was one night where I was just like up probably like two hours straight and I was just sending these fools just stuff in our group. Yeah. And this. I can't wait to talk to them this, about this. This. Look at this. I was, that tip that night. I was on tip that night. We need to have that show. We were supposed to have Sydney James on the show. I don't know how that shit fell through. I thought about that the other day. Like, I don't what? think it fell through. I think it was a whole bunch of pandemic stuff going on. Yeah, we had to postpone yeah. some stuff. So, oh, yeah, I can't remember what happened. And she a boss. Yeah, she be out here making mizzy moves, boy. So the yeah. Sydney James, them Sydney James fans. Yeah, Anybody got them? When we get off here. Sheesh. Oh. My stomach is grumbling. If y'all can hear some weird noises in the background, we got headphones on, baby. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the show topic. We didn't, we didn't win. Right at eleven fifty-two. <laughs> I know, right? SB yeah, says quick, she gonna, I, quick I guess says she's gonna be a little late. So I was like, all right, fuck it. That's cool. But uh, show topic is addictions. Mm-hmm. 
predictions, man. We all, uh, I won't speak for everybody, but I speak for myself. I know I've suffered through and persevered through some addictions in my life, multiple. Did some I'm, that were reoccurring. You know what I'm saying? I thought I kicked kicked it. That boy came back and choked me up. But yeah, addictions, man. Which what, what y'all got? Which y'all how y'all feel about mm. booze? You got any uh, addictions you wanna yeah. throw out there, man? I mean, I, I told I told so I told a lot of my friends this, but I started going to therapy because I was drinking too much. Um I definitely had a point in my life where um I was getting faded every night and um passing out drunk. You know what I mean? Like work working up to waking up to like ridiculous texts I had sent out. Um <laughs> uh I'm sorry, Ashley. I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> um I definitely had a, a big period in my life where and me and my mom's had a big blowout uh argument about it uh maybe <clears throat> two years ago, two and a half years ago. Um, where I had, I was in, at home and my mom said, I had packed my fucking bag. This was, that's what pissed me off about it. I had already packed my bag. Worst off, long story short, mama asked me to come stay at the house. I said, I'm getting a hotel. She said, nah, stay home. I got like a guest room now. I said, all right, cool. Don't go through my shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm leaving and it's funny cause I really didn't drink that much in Arkansas, which is why I had leftover liquor. And my cousin, like we had, I just had leftover liquor because I really didn't drink that much. But my mom's had went to my bag, and I had packed away the liquor I had left over. And me and my mom were supposed to go to dinner one night, the night before I left to come home. And um, I was, I had went to go see a homeboy, went to go see another friend, and I was like, I'm coming to pick you up. And um, she's like, Nah, I'm good. I had a coney dog, and we were about to go to like a nine star restaurant. And I said, why the fuck did you eat a coney dog for, for dinner? And we about to go to this nice restaurant I'm paying for. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm good. She says, I'll see you when I see you. Peace, nigga. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So I get home and like I walk in my room and I look at my bag and I instantly know what happened. I instantly can put it together. Uh, I see all my shit's refolded. And I like <laughs> in my bag, I see all my shit is refolded. And I was like, oh, she went through my shit and she's mad at me. My mom's is an easy read, too. You know what I mean? Like I knew. When I looked at the bag while she was mad. And then she had threw away the liquor in the bag, though. Wait, 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 wait. How old were you at this point? This, I was 33, 34. You just, went go, you just went to go visit back at home? Yes. Okay. It was literally a visit. I was 34 years old. This is like two years ago. But um, Jude said, not on my watch, bucko. <laughs> so I was like, I, I had to approach my mother. I said, yo, did you, did you go through my stuff? Did you refold my bag? stuff <laughs> mom if you listen this, this is how it happened to my mind so like, um so all that to say uh when i at one tour and i asked her she was like you drink too much <laughs> and she cried man and um she didn't know about the other things man like well i really was drinking way too much but your mother's words have have impact bro <laughs> shit resonated with me and we, i was mad as fuck i left because i never leave without saying goodbye I left the motherfucking house and didn't say shit when I went home, when I came back. And then I was going somewhere up here. Um, I was actually going, I can't remember what it was for. It was pre-pandemic days. I was going somewhere up here and um, I had just started therapy and I was talking to my therapist and she was like, at some point we gotta, we gotta, we gotta uh, have a breakthrough. And I was like, cool. And then like a week or two later, um, with therapy, man, I was like, yo, because when I went to therapy, I said, I'm just here to be a better person. <laughs> that was like, that was like my <laughs> initial, like, why are you in therapy? I just want to be my best self. Um, 
And I told him, I said, I drink too much. I said, I don't have, I don't have control at times. I said, I'm using it to escape issues. When I'm tired, I'm using this medicine. Um, I, well, I, to go to sleep, <clears throat> um, I don't necessarily, I'm not conscious of how much I'm drinking because I can drink a lot. I used to drink a ton in college and like now I drink every day too much. And so I went through that process of having to um, walk down like I'm going to drink X night. So I'm going to drink this many drinks till I got to a point where it's like, you know, I'm going to drink seasonally or I'm going to drink, um, you know, a real monetary amount. And if it doesn't get me to where I need to, where I'm trying to get, then I just got to like, kind of be there. But I definitely understand how addiction can influence your life in the worst way. And I was just like, you know, I tell all my friends this because <clears throat> it was a, it wasn't the dark period, you know, like that for me. But it was definitely a period where I, I lost control over something that I felt like was having a real toxic influence on my life. Mm. Hey, man. Every time you tell stories, bro, I'll be over here like holding tears in, bro. You got to stop telling these type of stories. Facts. Um, Damn, bro. Every time you bring up his mom, it'd be something. it just be life, man. Like you go through Just it. a good storyteller. You go through things, man. It's like you can either be transparent about it and just kind of put it out there, or you can, um, you know, give a, a a tailored response that ain't the necessarily the whole truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually wrote a um, I wrote a blog entry on on our site, eighteen idiot at one point, uh, called "Own Your Past So That It Can't Control Your Future." Yes, and it literally stemmed from a guy that I used to know twenty five years ago, literally. Um, showed up in my inbox on Facebook and was like, Oh, Hey, it looks like you really made something of yourself. You know, why don't you, you know, give me a thousand dollars. I'm going to tell everybody what an asshole you used to be. Cause dude, I, I, I did more drugs than all three of you put together yeah. and, and then some, um, and like my gut wrenched and then like I got up and I got a cup of coffee and then hysterical laughter for the same reason. I'm like, dude, there's nobody I know that doesn't know those stories. There's nobody I know that, you know, the, the knowing looks for my old friends when I joke about having an addictive personality. Yeah. Um, you know, it's shit's real, you yeah. know, and that, but that's the thing. If you own it, A, it can't control you. Mm-hmm. Um, and B, neither can anybody else. I, and I like that you said, because it can control your future, man, because it's going to dictate what moves you can and can't make or you, what moves you feel like you can and can't make. Mm-hmm. I remember when I got arrested, man, I was like, damn, I'm never going to be the president now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just thinking about it and like, you know, this is going to get out. I got I'm fucking been in jail for some stupid ass shit. Um, telling all my business today. Hey, man. Larry said when I get on the mic, I get Ther- loose lipped. Therapeutic, though. <laughs> it's therapeutic. Huh? Yeah, it it's is. beautiful. And I think, man, shit, like I say, I feel it's like... It's a reason why it's called mic therapy. Yeah, Facts. Um, I feel like it's a real thing just to be genuine and honest, man, transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it ain't always easy. The other day I told my homegirl, um, Carolyn, I was mad at her at work and I was trying to figure out why. You know what I mean? Like, why am I so annoyed with you today? You know, we hadn't worked together forever. And um, I went home and I was honest with myself. I said, man, you jealous because she came in and she do her damn thing. And I had to tell her the next day, I said, you know what, man, my attitude was unexcusable yesterday. Um, and I wasn't the worst. I wasn't super shitty. I could be super shitty. But I was like, you know, just I got to be honest with you. I am just thoroughly amazed by how you operate and fucking jealous. And I can't let that shit eat me up alive no more. I got to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but all this to say, like, man, shit, you can let shit control you or you can just be honest about it and transparent and um, put it on the table. Facts. Opposite addiction. We already know what yours is. We ain't going to say it, though. Yikes. I've, I think I've overcome 
whatever I think you prefer referring to. You know, maybe not fully, but you know, some like some obvious try. Some like that's what I was talking about. So, oh, <laughs> he, de- <laughs> he, he definitely, he definitely ain't uh, overcome his addiction to some like this fool. No, I'm about to get out there ASAP. I'm about to, say, sure. about to go outside right now. Ain't no damn sun. But, but, but uh, there is none today. Right. Added the great clouds. Hey. God damn you. <laughs> Hey man, I was I'm about to meditate die. these clouds away. <laughs> but um, I'm glad Dave brought up people on Instagram and social media with that dopamine rush, because at the end of the day, there's a such thing as being addicted to what we might um call or see as good things. You know, some people get addicted to winning. You know what I'm saying? They might go like Kobe, right? He might come off if you listen to his interviews, his content or whatever. He just was like, look, I'm about to do X, Y, and Z because I got to win. I got to have that rush. I got to have that great feeling, et cetera. Mm. But um, on a flip side for those those addictions that um, may train us or may not be the best for us in our um, life's path, one thing that came up while you were talking is the fact that eventually we got to put in that work. You know, like you could go see a specialist. You could go see whatever. You could try to... You know, um, lock yourself in a room or, you know, make it complicated for you to spend money on certain things. But eventually we have to deal with ourselves. And until we get serious about that one moment or it might take, you know, a process, it might take a week or a month or something like that. But until we go through that phase, that transformative phase, it's going to be a wrap. We're going to be suffering and we're going to be a slave to those addictions while they eat us away. You know, but just that um, that bossing up and getting to it part. That's what stood the most out of me. Um, also, what, are you trying to say you've never been addicted to anything? Is that what you're Heck, you know, no, you just brought up, Bruce is trying to come at me. He just, <laughs> you just, you just didn't want it. You just no, didn't want to the, touch the funny that. thing about therapy for me, cause I went for about two years. And for me, it wasn't even really about anything more than being able to talk myself through shit. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's exactly what it is. Like it's, and, and I think that's what a lot of people miss or, or, or misunderstand. About it, because yeah. um, dude, I I almost I a couple years ago I almost had a full blown like just breakdown, just mm. lost my shit completely um, about a situation that was stupid in, in hindsight, mm. um, and yeah, just being just having somebody completely uninvolved because I like, well, why don't you talk to your friends? Don't no, work like that. shit. You know, why don't you talk to them? Now I'm talking to them about this shit. Having somebody completely disassociated from your life yeah. to basically just be the wall that you talk to yeah. and help you kind of peel back a layer. <laughs> that's like that's the most important thing that uh, for me out of the whole therapeutic experience. Yeah, and it's like they help my my therapist. Un, in an un, unforced fashion helps hold my, like she helps me hold myself accountable. You know what I mean? Like it's like a, it's like a, a living journal. You know what I mean? Um, very similar to people who journal and they reflect, you know, we gonna, we gonna go back. We gonna talk through different scenarios, but it mean like the answers are, are inside you all the time. You already know the truth all the time. Um, it's just a matter of, like you're saying, kind of getting to it and, um, getting to it in a way with the person who you feel like is genuinely has your best interest in mind. And I guess that's what like the, you need to trust your therapist. You need to, you need to have a good relationship with them because you like Dave saying, you're going to tell, if you're really going to tell your therapist everything, then <laughs> shit, you got to, it's got to be some level of appreciation and trust inside of all that shit, man, because Big facts. Um, it ain't easy. And it's funny because like I said, with that breakthrough piece, it was probably two, three months in before I really was honest. You know what I mean? Like it was months. Before. Oh, it, yeah. it, it's it's like meeting someone new in your life at mm-hmm. all. 
you know, just the parameters are different. It's not somebody you're meeting at a bar. It's not somebody you're meeting at work. It's not. It's it's somebody completely new. And no, you're not going to bury your soul the minute you meet somebody. That's yeah. just nah. Yeah, <laughs> therapy takes time. Facts. Um, it takes way more time than what you like. You might expect. So, Dave, you only went for two years. Yeah. Well, so I was, that was actually so after my mom died, uh, which is when I went. So I I went through a dark cycle. Uh, my mom died when I was sixteen. Um, and yeah, basically as long as it didn't involve a needle, I did it. Um, and I went through six shrinks in the year after her death. Mm. Uh, cause I just, I, A, didn't really want to talk to anybody. I didn't think I needed to. Um, and then B, and this is <laughs> the sixth one that I went to actually committed suicide. Wow. And so when I was like, if y'all can't help yourselves, what, what are you going to do for me? Um, and so it did, it took me a long, like, it took me a long time to work through that crap. Um, and, but yeah, no, this time it it took me about two years to like get back to where I considered myself leveled again. Um, cause, and and that's all I was really looking for is, you know, I, I got myself back cause it was, it was, it was me talking through this situation that was going on as well as some other stuff Mm -hmm. and just realizing more what I was doing to myself and what I was allowing to happen in my life um, and just getting the reins back. It's weird because therapists are people too. You know what I mean? Yep. So, <laughs> and it's, it's a, one of the things like uh, during the pandemic, I think my therapist, I, I like her, uh, she's always, my therapist's name is Dr. Irina Glover. She's always pretty solid. But like when she had to transition into like doing therapy from Zoom and all that other shit and then teaching her kid from home at the same time. And then she's also a professor. It's like I could also see my therapist going through it as I'm going through it, you know, with mm-hmm. her. But like you say, man, it's the right person for the right time and shit like that. <laughs> What's like, I have a um, I have a really good friend of mine. Uh, well, actually, she's gotten to be a really good friend of mine again. <clears throat> she was a very close friend of mine in high school. <clears throat> And we just reconnected at the reunion a few years ago. Um, and she's one of the people that's been hanging out with us on Zoom. <laughs> Talk about drinking too much. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I don't think drinking counts over the course of the past year. Let's just be clear. People, <laughs> people coped how they coped. Um, now it's time to get your shit together a little bit. But yeah. Most uh, people cope with mashed potatoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, vodka's potatoes. No. D- don't judge. <laughs> just saying, people was eating good this year. Um, Dave making hooch in his uh, but tub. she's a uh, she's a therapist, <laughs> and she said she's never been busier than she has over the course of this past year. Yeah, um, and just you know, de- people dealing with you know this and setbacks and trauma and fears and and all that kind of stuff. And she said it does. It usually take it's it's usually a couple months uh, to a few months before. And she knows she knows walking in the first it's it's almost like, again, kind of relating it back to podcasting. You know, I always tell people your first six to 10 episodes are going to be experimental because you mm. don't know what you want out of it. Or you may think you do, but it's going to be, you know, and it's the same thing with therapy. You might think you know what you want out of it, but you don't know what you need out of it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's also a good time to talk about addictions because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of NPR and um Something that's come up pretty as a reoccurring topic is about the amount of increase in suicides, the increase in um, just addiction period, because Mm -hmm. for a while people were at the crib by themselves. Um, A lot of these people were working like in bars and restaurants, so they might already have like a drug addiction. And then a a check came every week when you're already at the house by yourself Mm -hmm. and you already got this pre-existing condition Mm -hmm. and how like. Uh, it's been an explosion of sorts in addiction because people were just like isolated and they were getting money every week for a while. 
and it led to a lot a lot of people just kind of losing um their life through uh overdose or through suicide mm-hmm. yeah yeah man so for the listeners make sure you do um acknowledge whatever you do repetitiously you know make sure you're not a slave to it even if it's, a, if it's something that you think you just do out of habit like really what you about know, masturbating that too. Oh, so, here we go. Whatever. Sex with your spouse. That could be that's a whole uh, that's thing. Uh, stroke of mean. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey man. I've had it since I was thirteen. Uh, hey <laughs> Every Every episode. Them was mine too. Every Women episode. and we I used to I used to roll up when I woke up, roll up right before I went to sleep, had some blunts in between, like at least like three, four blunts a day. And then women, that was bad too. My early like 20s or something like that man it was it was crazy to the point where i the check was like my friends they would be like hey yo did you do x y and z with so-and-so because i like her i'm thinking about but if you did that i'm straight <laughs> i'm like damn am i that bad like you gotta ask me did that x y and z happen or yeah, I women there. I would be that. like uh you know what i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you add a, a, a kill do that but the women would be like, um, yeah, I heard about you, you know, and I'm like, you know, my head's question mark, scratching my head. What you, what you mean you heard about? Yeah, from a couple of people. Like, mm-hmm. you talked about so-and-so and so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And I'm in my head like, well, what you, man, what you messing with me for? Facts. It was, <laughs> Dave, it used to boy, be bad. we gonna, we gonna, we gonna so, share some stories, Dave. I guess day. this is, that could be a whole topic. Uh, What's that? Isis man hoeing days. Man on <laughs> man. Legendary. Anyways, it will, it will be a line outside the the door down the street of people want to get That would not be a good show. That's <laughs> not legendary. It would be a Those lot were, of people. What I'm saying is that I didn't know it. I thought I was just doing what I like. Like any man, like you know, if they see a pretty lady or whatever, that's just something he wants to pursue or whatever. But mm-hmm. I didn't. It didn't click to when I got older. The real, the thing that really, really got to me was the effect that it had on them other people you know what i'm saying the emotional hurt that would come with like finding out like mm, he's not trying to marry me he just you know wants to interact or something like yeah. that you know to a degree and that's it no nah, I, I get it do you, do you feel as if the interact. older you got oh there she go that you could have that you could communicate differently and it would have changed the thing hold on i'm gonna let this piece right here <laughs> what you say? Uh, do you, you feel like you could have communicated different with the with the people in the past, and it would have changed the the context of how they felt? Uh, or do you feel like you were being manipulative? Well, I guess that's what I'm asking. I don't think I was being manipulative. I think I was being manipulative. Manipulative. <laughs> manipulative. I think I was um only communicating like Reddington on blacklist. I was only communicating what I believe <laughs> was necessary. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. X Y Z. This is my life. That ain't none of your business. Yeah. If that question don't come up, I'm yeah. not answering it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's how that would go. But yeah. the fact that it was happening like every day, every other day, something like that. That's that's when it got to the point where like, bro, you know what? This is not something that you like. This is something you need to check. Because this is like a direction that you headed in. And if you want to get married one day or if you want to, you know, make your ancestors proud fully, you can't keep draining your energy like this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. CMOS. <laughs> hey, semen retention, CMOS, all of that was in play. But even if you're doing all of that, you're still giving time and energy away that's not oh, yeah. necessarily oh, yeah. out working for you yeah. or yeah. bringing you something yeah. back. No, Unless no, that's no, the no, uh, no. agenda of the relationship. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. Man, I definitely have drained some. Um, wow, what what, what do you use that word? Definitely have drained some time, though. <laughs> uh, um, you know, chasing, chasing that in the past. 
which was, you know, like you say, you, it's hard to tell if it's really fulfilling at one point or is it just yeah. like something I'm doing because I feel like this is how I'm supposed to spend my time. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know what, there's other shit to spend your time on other than trying to get some pussy. Nah. Um, which is like, I feel, I feel, don't look at me when I say that, SB. Booze is like, don't let her in yet. <laughs> <laughs> Should I step back outside when we have this conversation? Oh, well, shit, this we can record anyway it goes, so it really don't matter. Um, Akil, say some words here. Uh, wait, wait, Jeez. what are we, what are we talking about? Yeah, man, how do you oh, know what, I mean, I thought, I because it, oh, not, not I'm me, sm- not at all. Say some smooth. The, the way the conversation was playing out, I thought we was about to wrap up the show, so I wouldn't oh, even okay, uh, okay, do okay. my addiction part, you know what I'm saying? I could throw it in quick, but. Yeah. Um, for me, I, if you know me for real, like my bro Cliff, they know me forever and ever, he know where I'm going with this. Um, my big, big addiction that I still fight with is, I mean, I sent it to y'all. In the okay, future. well, I'm not surprised. I, I thought you were going to say something else. Jane. Do the, do the happy. You're supposed to hit that one. My bad. Yeah. Ever since I was 13, like my old dude was a was a man of the streets, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't like no pimp or nothing, but my old dude was was out there, you know. I saw that. He that, that that's that is I saw that hat he had on screams pimp. Bro, my dad was that guy, bro. He, he was he that wear, guy. The hat Espy's wearing right now. Yep. He had it on Yeah, that boy on thirty years ago. <laughs> but twice I, the twice listen, the brim. Twice the brim on that boy on, on everything I love. He owned a hat just like that. This is a hat. Yep. I went there before I got here and I got it. Facts. Oh, wow. Facts. My baby. Pretty much. But, yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? He would have stash around the house and he kept really. it in this <laughs> this gold old school pot. It's like this big and it would be full and it had a lid that you would flip on. So as soon, my dad worked 6 p.m. <laughs> to 2 in the morning because he managed a bar. And he worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, some Sundays. You know, the more the picture you paint your dad, the more it just sounds like a pimp. Hey, man. I got stories, bro. Crazy stories. Because he uh, managed cheetahs. Bro. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> my dad, I told you my dad got 11 kids, seven different women. He, when we were little, real quick, when we were little. Numbers thing from Eric. <laughs> seven plus eleven eighteen carry yeah, anyway he uh he had this scar on the back of his neck and when we were little we used to like walk up to him he'd be sleeping we'd like dump him and he would get so mad like stop doing that like what is wrong with y'all years when we got older he told us he was over a lady's house doing doing his do and do doing his do no Another lady came in and set him up. Oh wow! Got shot in the back of his neck by the lady. Oh wow! Yeah, almost killed him. So, uh, anyways, how many babies was he into life at that point? Do you do you think when, uh, probably like five, five in? Yeah, five. but he was like like thirty two probably. Five in, six to go. <laughs> six to go, son. That ain't that ain't slowing down then. Shit at all. Just ah, get this bullet, <laughs> bullet out. Ah, are we gonna finish this? Is that, is that uh? <laughs> I need to get some pussy to feel better. Yeah, I know, now. right? <laughs> In the hospital. Oh, wow. Is it is it a button? I see the nurse button. I, see, I don't see the... Damn it, I love you, Pops. So, anyways, 
big weed stashed around the crib, bro. And at 13, like I said, he he would go to work 6 to 2. Moms worked 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. She a nurse. Between 6 and 7. <laughs> I was hitting that stash, bro, from like 13 to 15. Like, I'm rolling like this. Nurse. Hi, God, if she get off early, I'm going to die. <laughs> go into the, it, was, it was a room in the basement. I go in there. I would smoke. And then I would take like they ain't never three. Smelly? Of course they did, bro. I'm 13. I'm stupid. Oh, okay, okay. But I would do all the pro, you know what I'm saying, preventative methods. Like, I would take all the fans and aim them at the, <laughs> the door. Keep that smoke in there. <laughs> keep, keep the smoke in there. I'm 13. Stupid. Spraying down stuff. It's, it's crazy, bro. I smell so good every time I get Damn, on work. Okay, you cleaned up the whole house. Oh, my God. No, I was nowhere to be fired because I was still high. So I'm up in my room like, oh, God. Why are we going through 18 cans of Lysol at Bro, <laughs> I swear. So, anyways. Did you ever do the tried and true technique where you get like an empty toilet paper roll? And try to blow through it. Blow with it? Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nope, I wasn't that smart. Oh, I wasn't yeah. that smart. So, anyway. Uh, doing that. Uh, the big moment of my life, everybody that went to high school with me will remember this because it was like a high school story. One of them stories, like, you remember the day when this happened? Went to high school one morning. Used to pick up my boy Dion Flowers uh, and my little Sundance. We would hot box on the way to work or on the way to school, like windows up, hot box, going crazy. And then we would try to sneak our way into school as if we didn't smell just like we hot boxed and jumped out of you a Sundance. Of, you one of those people, huh? Yep. So, you are, we, listen. You are IQ. I'm smooth. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, Mr. Giant fan. But we went to school at Cass Tech. It's 3,500 students. Yeah. So we would just, when it was time to go to, uh, you know, first bell ring, everybody would mash in. So 3,000 students trying to get somewhere. I would just blend in. Boo, boo, boo. You ain't going to be able to smell me with all. Woo. One day, the security guard was right at the entrance. We were coming in. And he was somebody that knew my dad, too. Damn, bro. And my eyes were like slits and red. Tally, what you doing, man? I'm like, going to class. <laughs> so come here, man. Come here. Super big bud loud. Smell terrible. Man, sent me to the uh, assistant principal's office. They sent me to my counselor. And my counselor called. My, well, she made me call my mom. Mm. And tell her what happened. Man. How old were you? This was junior year, so I was like 17. 17. It could be worse. So, mind you, I skipped a part. My buddy Dion let me out, and he took my car and went to go to McDonald's because it was a McDonald's, oh, like, super close, right? Bro. So and he was already in trouble in the office? So... <laughs> Call my mom. Hey, mom. Uh, <laughs> somebody want me to tell you that somebody smoked weed in somebody's car and somebody is about to get expelled. It's like, what? My dad is home. See, you know, get off at 2 a.m. It's like 8.45. He is hot. He probably got like an hour and a half of sleep. He is. What the fuck you mean you getting expelled from school? Shot up to school. My parents were pretty, like, liberal parents. You know, they let me 
get away with a lot. I had a job at the time, so I bought this gold chain. It had this big dumb marijuana leaf and these earrings, new gold marijuana earrings. But I right, shut up, bro. I was seventeen. My OG came in, and my dad is like six six, like three. 4350. This is like nine o'clock in the morning. So all the kids are in the office doing all kid type stuff, all teenager high school type stuff. You should have told him, you should have said, yo, let me meet my dad in the parking lot. Bro. Let me meet him. No, I wanted, I wanted people there. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted witnesses. Parents came in, bro. I'm sitting. Parents came in. Everybody in the office got quiet. Like my dad is huge. Everybody got quiet. I'm like, my OG. In the middle of that boy, take your chain off, take them earrings off, give me your car keys, ba-da-da. chain earrings, thinking she ain't going to pay attention to that. I'm not going to give her my car keys. Give me your oh, car keys. Oh, God. Had to tell her my buddy had my car. Long story short, got kicked out for like two weeks, all kind of craziness. But that was like the story of the year. My dad was like, and they're going ham cussing me out uh, calling me failures and fuck ups and all that every F word possible anyway you dealt the with wheezy, the F is for the fuck up uh, <laughs> but yeah fast forward went through through my 20s it impacted my relationship I'm gonna shoot through it cause that story's kinda long but impacted my relationship with my first uh kid's mother uh i ended up doing some really bs type stuff in that relationship and i would use marijuana to to kind of like medicate mm. you know what i'm saying to kind of be like man it's it's all right bro like you're just having fun you're young what you what you doing with a baby at 24 anyway man you like in your prime like you know what i'm saying so Used it to to escape reality for years, years and years and years. Uh, escape responsibility. I would use it to procrastinate. Like I can't. I used to rap. I can't write raps if I ain't smoking. So I got to go on this crazy search for weed to get the creative force to. You know what I'm saying? Like all these different excuses and reasons why I needed it in my life. I'm imagine when like Friday came out, you was like, yes. <laughs> I relate. Yeah, man. Me and Smokey. Documentary right here. God damn it. But probably two or three years ago, I got confronted with the impact that it had on my life the prior 15, 20 years when my now 18 year old daughter just flamed my top. You know what I'm saying? And it's nothing worse as a parent to have your kid sit you down and be like, dad like come on bro you know what i'm saying like i think i showed up to an event that she had in high school high so you know what i'm saying it was it was like coming to coming to grips with your your wants versus what you need to do you know what I'm saying? I'm still kind of battling with that. Like I told, like I said, I sent y'all a message like two weeks ago. Like, man, if y'all do not help me to curb this shit, bro, because I'm over here like blowing blunts back to back. And it's more so like I can laugh at it because 
than myself. I feel like I can control it, but you, you know what I'm saying? When you, when you have these type of situations, when it's like Dave said, you got an addictive personality. Sometimes you don't realize that you, the shit's out of control. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's always it's always been trees for at least the last twenty some years of my life, twenty five years. Uh, that's the majority of your life. Hey man, it's about three quarters. Goddamn, yeah. So that that's that's my uh. The only way it can get worse is like you like it at at seven. The way it gets worse at that point. Where's your joint? Well, I know this is a weird way to end the show. I feel like we should have more dialogue back, but we'll come back to the show time because I feel like it, you know, yeah, evolve well. Well, I don't want to keep our guests waiting too much longer. So this is oh our 39th episode of the High Vibe Guys wrapping up. Yes, uh, sir. We'll catch you shortly with the 40th boy. Um, peace. Peace. Peace.